What's up, universe? So this is episode eight of It's a Choice. And I just sat here for probably like 30 minutes trying to figure out what it is I'm going to talk about again. But that's okay. So I might meander around in this particular episode, and we'll just see where it takes us. So I thought about in this episode, <clears throat> excuse me, getting into some of the history of how I've done intuitive decision-making. But as I thought about it, I was like, well, I think there's a reason I've done some of the episodes I've done around fuck fear, what have you denied yourself, and things of that nature, right? Those types of themes that have kind of come up. So as I thought back on the different times and examples of what I've allowed myself to make an intuitive decision. They all have a common theme. And it is around the fear. And it's around the stories or the interpretations or the perceived, you know, circumstances that I was in and that I was pushing through. You know, the first time was probably in 99, summer of 99, deciding to smoke pot for the first time. It was a latecomer to the party. Um, I was a product of the D.A.R.E., you know, um, movement in the 80s. And uh, I just thought it was a bad thing. Well, much to my surprise, you know, everybody and their grandma smokes, so... Um, but that particular example is like, I had to allow myself to follow what seemed right, even though it was running right up against everything that I was taught to be wrong. The next example is going to be like in 2006, I had this strong feeling about staying home and watching my son, my first, my oldest son. And it made some sense, right? Financially, if you have children, you know that like childcare is it's expensive. Not only that, like it's your child or children and you want to make sure that you're entrusting them to people that you actually like trust, <laughs> which can be difficult to find depending on where you're at and, you know, that kind of a thing. So it would make sense for sure to have one of the parents stay home and raise the children. Um, and I was feeling a real incredible urge to do that with my oldest son. My ex-wife or my wife at the time was not feeling that. And, um, I knew it wasn't going to be a popular decision for me to just up and quit my job and stay home. And nor was she open to really discussing that, but it was such a visceral feeling that I didn't care. I didn't care. And that is, that's what I'm talking about with these intuitive decision makings. Like, there's a piece of us that I believe we all have. You can call it the voice, you can call it God, you can call it source, but there's a connection, right? There's something inside of us where we feel it. We feel it. We know. We know, we know. We know. But we're like, no, that's irrational. 
It doesn't make any fucking sense. We can't wrap our fucking logical brain around it because it's too absurd. There's too many unknowns. There's too many variables. There's too many things that the voice or that visceral feeling inside of us is telling us to shatter. It's too, it's too abrupt and it's too, you know, chaotic and it's certainly illogical. So it's just easier to ignore it. It's just easier to be like, that's fantasy. It's bullshit and we just squash it because it's too wild. It's just daydreaming. It's just daydreaming, you know, but I don't believe that at all. I don't fucking believe that at all. I believe that that feeling and that voice that's inside of us, that pushes us, that brings those things to our awareness is actually meant to push us through all the fucking bullshit that we've been programmed with, all the fucking shit that we chose to take on, that we didn't know that we were taking on, that we didn't know we were choosing it's there to like whittle away and chip away at that fucking bullshit that we have created for ourselves. And eventually, if we keep listening to it and we allow ourselves to choose to listen to it, we're going to start chipping away bigger fucking chunks of this circumstantial reality that we've created for ourselves. And it just starts to open up another fucking world. We, you can call it your inner child if you want to. And the children are said to be the closest to God because they just came from source, right? They, they're unfiltered. The world is brand new to them. There's no, there's no stories for them. There's no interpretations for them. It's brand fucking new. Sky's the fucking limit. Everything is fucking possible. Everything. There is no impossibility in their mind at all. So it's my belief that that voice, that nudge, that feeling is directly tied to that. You can call it your inner child. I call it source. I saw it, call it universe. That's being guided. To get back to that potential, to be like, there's nothing that's impossible in this reality. There's nothing. What are you choosing? And so with that particular example, I allowed myself to choose quitting my job. I chose, I chose running against whatever my wife at the time was going to say or think or what my family was going to think or what anybody was going to think. I didn't care because that's what I knew was right. And... I've said it before in the podcast and I have felt it as I make these choices with in my life. People are going to look at that and be like, that's extremely selfish. That's extremely inconsiderate. That's extremely whatever the fuck. They're going to have their own interpretations around it. They're going to make up their own stories around it. They're going to have their own interpretation of you, their own stories about you, their own judgments about you. But they're going to do that shit anyway, right? Right? That's what we learn if you go through TCP. People are going to judge. People are going to interpret. People are going to story the shit out of stuff regardless. 
So are you going to choose to make them happy and play their role that they want for you in their story? Or are you going to be like, fuck that. I'm the author. This is my story. This is my choose my own adventure fucking like book. And I'm going to go this way. And you can go that way. Or we can go this way together. You know? Now granted, like, it's not to say that you just totally fuck off your partner or whatever. I'm not saying I made the right choices in the best ways. But at the same time, it's rare to find two people agreeing that there is such a thing inside of oneself. And it's rare to find two people that are like, yeah, I feel that. I know that's there. I acknowledge that. I'm going to listen to mine. You listen to yours. And they're going to honor that together. I did not have that with my ex-wife. Nor do I think most people have it in their relationships anyway. Because a lot of people don't even fucking listen to it to begin with. So... In my particular example, as I'm speaking to this, it is going to have that energy of me being like, I don't fucking care because I know it's right for me. And there's just so many people out there that don't listen to themselves and do or and choose what's right for them. If we had a lot more of that, then there would be a lot more room for being considerate and being like, hey, like I recognize that in you and I acknowledge that and I know that's her thing. But a lot of people are like, that's not a fucking thing. That's just you being selfish. That's just you being fantastical or irrational or whatever fucking label they want to put on it because they're choosing not to listen to their inner voice and their inner guidance. So the, the next example would after that would come when I totally wiped out the bank account, took our savings, converted it into gold and silver, physical gold and silver. Have you ever held physical gold and silver? Have you ever heard it clink together? It's pretty magical stuff. That's stuff of the universe. I'm just saying it's pretty fun. We didn't lose anything on that bet. I'm a betting guy. I was worried about a lot of stuff at the time. I'm not saying I made the right choice from the right place, but we didn't lose. We didn't lose. But it still was an intuitive choice where I was like, I didn't talk to my ex-wife about it. I felt like it was the right thing to do, and that's what I did. Again, I'm not saying it's the right way to do it. I'm just saying what happened, stating the facts. Next up would be leaving my job a couple years later, right? Felt like it was the right thing to do, so I did. I was unemployed for two years. Pretty much felt very ghosted by my family. It's not like they never came around or that we didn't like celebrate holidays or anything like that, or that got treated shittily. They just didn't ask like what the fuck was going on. Nobody asked what the fuck was going on. I don't know. Like adults are really just big kids. You know what I mean? Uh, when I reflect back on this, I'm like, that was a fucking major acting out, like quitting my job like that. And like, nobody asked like, dude, so what's going on? Like, what's, what's the what here? Like what's, what's happening? Nope. Nope. But whatever, that's besides the point. The point is, is that I chose to do that. And that particular choice, I can tell you, that was something I felt coming for months. That was definitely one of those membrane circumstances where I felt the pressure and it was building and building and building until I was like either going to die 
or push through the fear. And when I say die, I talk about every time I got to that membrane, that fork in the road, the binary choice, this or that, choosing the easy way, choosing the status quo, to me always represented death because it was no change. It was no change. And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not, it was death. It was stagnation. It was the same. It was the devil I knew. And I'm like, that is just not what I'm here for. Like in my, in my body, in that voice, it would be screaming and being like, that's not what you want. That's not what you need. It's not what you fucking need. So eventually the pain of the pressure of being pushed against the membrane without making a choice would get to a point where I was like, I've got to make a, got to make a choice to the point where I've, I would finally say, fuck you fear. I'm not going to be afraid anymore and fuck you pain. I'm done hurting. And I would push through the fear through the other side. And that happened the whole smoke and pot thing that, raising my youngest son for a while, quitting my job, liquidating, you know, the bank account to buy gold and silver. Every single one of those times this would happen and the same phenomenon would, would occur. And as I went through this, because there's other examples, it's like a muscle. It's a muscle. You just keep exercising it. So it becomes easier when that comes up to be like, I've been through this before and each time was it was it fun no i wouldn't call it fun not really at all i can reflect back and be like just because i like a sense of adventure and by the very definition of adventure there's a sense of risk there's an element of fun to it in a way fuck no it's not pleasant jesus christ it's not like sex it's not like sex Hell no, it's not fun, it's not pleasurable. It's, uh, it's scary and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of chaos and change that come along with that. And until you get comfortable being uncomfortable, <laughs> it's not fun. And even then it's not fun, it just becomes something you can appreciate in a different way. And as I exercised that muscle and recognized that every time I chose to listen to the voice and honor that inside of me, what was right for me, regardless of what my family thought, regardless of what my fucking wife thought, regardless of even what my kids might think, regardless of what my employer thought, regardless of what anybody thought, because nobody else is me but me. It didn't fucking matter. You're not me. You're not walking my path. You are not in my shoes. I'm not in your shoes. Nobody is in anybody else's fucking shoes. We're all walking our own fucking path. So as I exercised that muscle, and I allowed myself to keep honoring that, the more I grew. It was huge growth massive growth and it led me to so many things through being able to learn and put myself in positions to appreciate 
angles of things that there's no way I would have been able to had I not chosen that path. You know, even through getting my divorce and then the amount of time that it took for me to process that, but how I chose to show up in different ways allowed me to get a totally different perspective on my ex-wife and relationships in general and to learn compassion and then forgiveness and really just open things up for me that way. But getting a divorce was, that was a process and that was very much an intuitive thing that clicked together. Um, I, that took that particular choice right there was one of the hardest ones because there was all of the fear and unknown. I was unemployed. I didn't have a place to live. I had to go find a place to live. I hadn't rented in forever. I hadn't had a job in two years. Um, all of this stuff, right? What's going to happen to the kids? Where am I going to live? Where am I going to get the fucking money? Um, how, I mean, who's going to let me rent because I don't have a history, you know, like all of this kind of stuff. I had all of that. But it comes down to the power of choice. It's amazing what happens when we decide, when we make a fucking choice. The universe is like, okay, and it starts collapsing around that decision, which is why it's so powerful and important around our interpretations and our stories. And what are we telling ourselves about something? How are we seeing something, right? The how. I talk about that, the how's not our fucking problem. But on this particular point, how are we seeing something, which is our interpretations and our stories, you know, that, that is telling the universe our reality. That's how it's gonna be. That's how it's gonna be. It's like the one time where we can actually like take on the how. <laughs> because it's I, to, the double slit experiment with Dr. Quantum is coming up because the observation in, in our mind, that's our, uh, that's our observation of reality. That's how it's going to be. It's like the third eye blind song. How's it going to be? How's it going to be? We see it. We collapse all other potentials down to this how. This is how it's going to be rather than the other way to go is to be completely open and set an intention and be like, I don't fuck universe. I don't know how it's going to work, but this is, this is my intention and detach from that. But the other way this buying it the other direction to go is when we are so focused and we say, this is how it's going to be. And then we collapse all other potentials and we tell the universe that's how it's going to be. So, that's the power of belief. And then the other is to just set your intention and be wide open. So it's the flip side of the coin. So when we're going through shit like that, or any shit, you know, it's the same thing with like going to a doctor and you're diagnosed with cancer, right? A lot of people, and you just got four months to live, the doctor said. So you're like, fuck. A lot of people will be like, fuck, that's how it's going to be. Collapse all those fucking potentials and possibilities. And a lot of people will die within four to five fucking months because that's what they choose to believe. And then there's the other part of people that choose not to fucking believe that. And they live another fucking like 12, 15 fucking years because they didn't accept that. 
They chose not to believe that. They chose their reality not to collapse around that potential. They chose something else. So when we are listening to that inner pull, that inner guide, and all of this fear and circumstance surrounds us, and we're freaking out because there's all of these things that could happen all of these potentials, all of these unknowns, all of these variables, all these things we can't account for, or that if we try to account for, it's overwhelming, or if we do account for, we're choosing to interpret the worst. We must be mindful of that and be extremely, extremely careful. Because as I went through my experiences, the thing that I always focused on and the thing I always told myself is that the better version of me is on the other side. There is gold for me on the other side of this choice. I've told myself that every single time. And every time, there is. The journey wasn't pleasant, no. But the outcome was golden. Fucking golden. Because that's what I chose to believe. That's what I will always choose to believe. And I've learned to enjoy the journey. I've learned to look forward to it in a way. And in a way, it is a little fun. But it's not... It's not easy at all. And fucking, yeah, there's a shitload of pain, dude. I've gone through a lot of pain. A lot of pain through my fucking journeys. But I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to fucking stop. That's madness. That's choosing death. There's no way I'm ever going to remain stagnant on that shit. Ever. I'll do this until I actually literally do die, like physically, and I've moved on. But I've learned to appreciate the process. So in this episode about choice, it's a choice. It's all about are you denying yourself listening to that? Are you letting the fear that you should say fuck off to dictate what you're going to decide? Or are you allowing it to shape your circumstances and what you're choosing to believe what could happen? And there's all of that, right? And then are you, yeah, are you denying that piece of yourself? There's all these pieces and they're all in play. So that is why I, I listened to the intro or the outro or whatever uh, for my podcast. That's exactly why I came up with it or somebody, I should say, helped me come up with it for sure. Got to give credit where credit is due. Wasn't entirely my crafting. Um, but yeah, the whole thing about go live an inspired life so that you can inspire others to live an inspired life <laughs> because at the end of the day living an inspired life is a choice something very similar to that I guess still, I still flub the wording but whatever but that's that's the thing is when people see that in you the fearlessness when they see that you're living that authenticity that authentic way authentically, authentic, yeah, the authenticity of your choices and how you're living fearlessly. It gives them permission to do the same. 
because they recognize that. They know they've got that. They know they've got that. They're just not connected to it. And if they get connected to it, it's probably going to scare the shit out of them, but they're going to remember you. You were fearless, and that gives them courage. It's all about the ripple effect. We just need, in my opinion, to reconnect to that power. That's power. And it's genuine, and it's authentic, and it's honoring yourself. That's the main thing. Honor yourself. Goddamn, for fuck's sake. <laughs> when you're writing your own story of your life, take control of the goddamn pen. Don't let somebody else author that shit. That's your life. What is your story? What adventure are you choosing? And be fearless about it because it's your story. What are you telling yourself about it? What's your interpretation? How are you going to choose your circumstances? How are you going to choose to look at them? It's all very important. But most of all, honor yourself in the process. I don't need to keep browbeating it, but I had other fucking examples too, but the point remains, it's all the same principle throughout all of those choices that I've done from 99 until now. And it's just something that I've grown more accustomed to. And you can too, if you choose it. It's like everything else. It's a choice. I'll let you guys go. Thank you for listening. Love you. Talk to you later.